You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. And uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. 888 Hope you had a great Halloween. Marine here, I mean, like poured mm-hmm. all day long until about six last night. And then it just it was pretty much perfect. Nice and crisp. Yeah. Uh, it's crisp this morning. This feels like a November morning. Um, at least in Dallas it does. And I would I would assume. Yeah, my kids over the think that I'm a weatherman uh, now because I was telling them for a couple of days, six mm-hmm. o'clock, it's going to stop raining. Six o'clock, boom, it stopped raining right at six o'clock. Trick-or-treating happened. Hmm. Yay. should look into meteorology. Maybe you could get a great gig as a meteorologist. Are you trying to get rid of me? I'm just saying, it's, you know, your potential might be wasted here. Okay. Well, that's all I'm saying. All no, right. and then what, I mean, I, I'm sure a great career in meteorology would lead you somewhere else, but that's... Simply looking out this for sounds, your best interest. I don't. This isn't like a sincere compliment. You're setting <laughs> no, my it's departure. Just, I'm looking up. out for you. It's it's all about uh, you know you. That's uh-huh. that's what it's about. Huh. So I'm trick or treating in the neighborhood last night with uh, with our family, mm-hmm. my grandkids, uh, of course the kids. My kids are with their kids, mm. and we're with all of them. And we wind up at the home in our neighborhood uh, with the Beto sign <laughs> in front of it. Uh-huh. Did you fight them. Uh, no, but I, I, I suggested maybe we don't go there because the candy's probably poisoned. Yep. Um, so <laughs> how many people were in your group? You could have taken them, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know, eight probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the, so they go up to the door, and uh, the uh, woman of the house answers the door in a Beto T-shirt. Uh. And as if that weren't enough, they handed out party supplies. You know the little noisemakers that you do at New Year's? Uh, these things? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. no. That, that's that's what... This is what you give out for Halloween? First of all, thanks a lot. Uh, we heard nothing but that the rest of the night. <laughs> Secondly, I'm sure she did that because... Oh, we don't, we don't believe in candy. Mm-hmm. Candy is, is not good for children. And... We're not going to give out candy because that could promote tooth decay mm-hmm. and obesity. Do you know the obesity epidemic we have in this country? Just turn off your lights and close your... If you're not going to participate the right way, <laughs> turn off your lights and don't come to the door. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, hopefully it's okay that, that the Beto house gave away the noisemakers and the party supplies. Hopefully they don't need them. Come Tuesday night. Yeah, that's, man, from your mouth to God's ears. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, the, in the last poll that we saw, it was uh, it was Ted Cruz fifty one, Beto forty six. So he was up by five, and he is. I mean, Beto is spending like a maniac. I think he's he's throwing everything he can in this last week. So wait, for some reason, when you started to say that, I was thinking three. Is five, no, the, it's five. the closest it's been? Yeah. It's, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oof. It's okay. one we had the other day. Yeah. All right. That's the one I know. Okay. Um, Math is tough. So uh, there's kind of an interesting story going on 
with Beto right now. He, uh, the New York Times did a story about him and his father-in-law. I don't, yeah, New York Times. Yeah. It's interesting because Beto himself is worth about twice as much as Ted Cruz is. So if you're talking about, you know, all oh, these rich white guys, mm-hmm. one of them is, and, and one of them is not even a white guy. So uh, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. He's he's worth $9 million. Wow. His father-in-law is worth $20 billion. Oh, boy. $20 billion. That's dollars. quite a bit. Real estate mogul. And uh, apparently he's had some issues when he was in El Paso of maybe, I, I don't know, trying to help out his dad with his politics. Yeah. So what? Huh. There's a, there was a development that uh, some investors were trying to make happen in downtown El Paso. And so in so doing that, they had to clear out uh, some low-income housing, right? And yeah, so, which you wouldn't think Beto would want. No, no, no. To do he's that. a man of the people, like the little people. Oh, he's all about the little guy. He's Beto, and mm-hmm. so they showed up at a town hall about ten years ago to voice their concern, and um, this went on for quite a while. And he was backed into a corner. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and here's here's a little snippet of that. Here's what happened in part. In so she's speaking Spanish. She's saying, we're happy. Leave us alone. And now you bought this new plan to the barrio. Yeah. Yeah, is living in fear. Because they're going to lose their homes. There are a lot of people who are working very hard, he says, to frighten the people who live here. And you know who that is? Yes. It's your father-in-law. No, okay, that's your opinion. <laughs> she says it's your father-in-law that's doing this to us. That's so great. No, that's your opinion. Wait, it's my opinion that your father-in-law either is or he isn't. <laughs> you don't remember who your father-in-law is, man? Come on. That's amazing. Come on, Beto. So she has done more homework than he anticipated. <laughs> he wasn't expecting her to know that Ooh. he's doing this work for his father-in-law. Yeah, and, and so he eventually, Beto, um, abstains from voting. And then before hmm. he is back into a corner, ultimately, on this project, um, it just gets dropped. Why does the project get dropped, you may ask? Uh, Beto's off the hook. It's because the citizens of Texas, in the meantime, had voted to ban in Texas um, uh, eminent domain for private purposes. Mm. And, and that's, that's the only reason this thing fell through. That's obviously what the resident there was worried about. <clears throat> She's worried about losing her home to eminent domain. and Because he was going to come in and build this huge complex. And so and that's her opinion, of course, that yeah, it's his right. father-in-law. I mean, there's no way to prove that. Uh, it's your opinion. I mean, just because... I am married to that man's daughter. <laughs> what a response. Doesn't necessarily mean he's my father-in-law. <laughs> no, that's your opinion. <laughs> I mean, you got to have a better answer ready to go than that, Beto. <laughs> Hypocrites. Yeah. Boy, uh, he married into some wealth, you know? The, yeah, the, he did. You know, he did. He's all set. That's why he doesn't care about uh, the rest the rest of humanity mm-hmm. taking advantage of capitalism. He's going to slam the door shut in their faces. I mean, this guy won't even share... Um, part of his campaign funds with other Democrats. Unequivocally said, no, he's not sharing that. <laughs> yeah. That's for that's for him. That's for Texas. I'm, uh, I'm doing that. I'm spending every penny on Spotify right now. So. He's not a sharer. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
A guy who believes in uh, wealth redistribution. Yeah, you'd expect more, right? You'd expect him to maybe share with some of his fellow Democrats. Hmm. What, you don't you don't care about regaining control of the House, for instance? Huh. huh. And I think that that <clears throat> is, um, I think that's the only daughter, by, by the way, that Beto, like, I think she's an only child. Beto's so, wife? Yeah, Beto's wife. So mm-hmm. I think that, like, that's, I mean, that's theirs, you know, when mm-hmm. he passes. So anyway. Well, he can't use it. It's, it's illegal to use that for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? For though? personal life stuff. He's a rich white guy. Right. I know. That, I mean, he's in the wrong party. I thought only rich white guys were Republicans. And I thought that the, that, mm. um, the rich white guys only got their money from inheriting it. And in this case, uh, marrying into it and inheriting it. So anyway, um, just Texas, don't screw this up. By the way, look at this. While you were speaking there, I found a new poll just came out. A UT Tyler poll shows the lead is down to 3.6 for Ted Cruz. Please, Texas. Is that, that's, so that's an average, right? No, this is the, last, this is the latest poll that just oh, came is. out uh, Well, last that's night. better than the average then. Uh, if it's yeah. just one poll, I mean, okay, well. it's been as low as one. And so if he's spending all of this money and he's only... Of course, I mean, there's still some time. He could narrow the gap even more, but I, I hope not. Yeah, I've already early voted, so... Me too. I'm done. I couldn't push the button hard enough <laughs> for Ted Cruz. <laughs> I almost broke through to the other side. I pushed that button so hard. Oh, you're the reason why the line was so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. The machines were all... Spent some real time with that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There should be a way that you can let them know how... In- you yeah. are about your vote. I like that. Yeah. Kind of like the 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 impregnated chads or whatever right. it was in Florida. You know, it's like, oh, is this a, a dimpled chad? Is this a hanging chad? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would definitely be. I miss the paper ballots. I don't, I don't trust the computers. Um, yeah. I, I think they're fine. Okay. This type of computer voting, because there's not much. I, I don't even know that they can be hacked. You know, it's just the elect- they're electronic, but I, I don't know that it goes online. Wait a minute. We've got a story Does today it? about brains that can be hacked, uh, potentially. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> so, coming careful. up here shortly. But yeah, if that information doesn't leave, like if it, if it gets transmitted from the machines right mm-hmm. there in the gym mm-hmm. to that machine, then I guess the only vulnerability point is what? <clears throat> Transmitting to the state right. in general? I don't. I'm scared. <laughs> I, I don't like technology. I'm sorry. It's been operated like this for quite a while. I know. That didn't seem to have any, have any problems Still with it. Still bothers me. Meanwhile, uh, immigration's at an all-time record. U.S. tied its all-time record for new immigration, both legal and illegal. Uh, in 2016, this is the latest year that um, these numbers are available, one and three-quarter million arrivals, almost two million. Uh, the Center for Immigration Studies, which is releasing the report, says the increase is part of a post-Great Recession rebound that's quickly changing the demographics of the U.S. <clears throat> Surge was driven chiefly by Latin America. No. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I know. How did you? Saw its numbers double from about uh, 335,000 to 668,000, pushing it past Asia as the top sending region. Dramatic increase in new immigrants settling in the U.S. in recent years, primarily driven by the nation's generous Legal immigration system. Both long-term temporary visa holders and new permanent residents. (laughs) Yeah, we do have a generous system. The legal system is generous. Over a million a year are allowed in. That's still not enough. We're not doing enough. We're not taking care of uh, enough of the world's poor. 
The 1.75 million uh, tied us with 1999, just before the tech bubble recession, as the highest year of all time. So it's not like you can complain that we don't let anybody in. We let more people in than any other country in the world, and it might be it might be more than any country in the world. Com- all countries combined, I, I don't think, allow two million people a year into their into their nation. Meanwhile, uh, the president is still pressuring Mexico, trying to get them to stop this caravan. I think a simple way to do that is just tell them we're going to put a 15% tax on every penny that goes out from the United States back to Mexico. 15% tax, and that will shut them down immediately. They'll do anything we want. They don't want that to happen. Every single year, it's either their number one or number two industry. They have There's oil and then there's there's the money sent back from uh, Mexicans to Mexico. Yeah. There's tourism, and there's the money sent back from the U.S. to Mexico. So uh, President Trump kept the pressure on yesterday uh, to halt groups of migrants headed here. Um, he sought to put immigration front and center as we head into this election. He said the caravans are made up of some very tough fighters and people. Fought back hard and viciously against Mexico at the northern border before breaking through. Mexican soldiers were hurt, were unable or unwilling to stop the caravan. Should stop them before they reach our border, but won't, he tweeted. And he put an exclamation point in there, so you oh, know well, he then, means it. He oh, means it, yeah. Serious time. I'm surprised it wasn't in all caps, but there was an exclamation mark. Um, the administration... <laughs> has been sending kind of some mixed messages. Once in a while, they praise Mexico for what they've been doing. Other times, they're bashing him for it. Uh, For instance, the president thanked Mexico for deploying anti-riot forces to the country's southern border. And uh, White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders said on Fox News yesterday that Mexico has stepped up in an unprecedented way. Well, yeah, I think they're afraid that we're going to retaliate if they allow this to happen. They don't want that. If we were to tax, say, Western Union uh, money that's going back to, to Mexico, oof, that would cost them dearly. Would the wall receipt, I mean, would the, uh, receipt say, like, wall fee? Uh, it <laughs> certainly could be applied to that. Uh, seriously. Raised, you would raise $40, $50 billion doing that. At first, uh, the first caravan, which is dwindled now to about 4,000 people, Oh, no. That's according to a group called uh, Pueblos Sin Fronteras. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's 4,000 in the main group. Then there's 2,000 people coming behind them. Then there's a third caravan, I think, behind that one. And the president announced yesterday it may may not be 5,000 troops that he sends to the border. It may be 15,000. Huh. So keep your fingers crossed. And then just leave them there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's build a base on the yes. border. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A few years ago, uh, Glenn, because he was frustrated trying to sell his home in Connecticut, founded real estate agents I trust, and uh, decided to vet these agents to make sure that they're really good, that they know what they're doing, and so that we could alert you to their services. And so he came up with realestateagentsitrust.com. And now they're selected based on how good they are. What's their track record? Uh, you know, how many homes have they sold in the past? 
What's their marketing plan for the future? And they're fans of the show, which gives you something in common with them right off the bat. So they will know about curb appeal. They'll know what to do with your uh, landscaping to best get people interested. The trim on your house, the paint, um, how to professionally stage your home, and the photos that go up on the internet that are so important. They'll know when to list your home and for how much. This is why these are some of the reasons you should work with the agents at realestateagentsitrust.com. 1,200 of the top agents across the country. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We have more fun from CNN anchor uh, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. I I think these two are in love. I they're uh, they seem to be of like mind lately, and they're together all the time. Yeah, remember they're getting close too because Cuomo called him a D Lemon the other day. <laughs> yeah, what's up, D Lemon? Yeah, he's got, they got pet names for each other, which yeah, is kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's really sweet. The same number of um, of uh, syllables <laughs> as if you just said Don Lemon or just Don. What's up, D Lemon? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, but it's an you know it's oh, an it's ingratiating, endearing yeah. term. Okay, what's up? Yeah. See Cuomo. Um, so I don't know how, how this is not considered racist, but there will be no repercussions uh, for Don Lemon on this. He, uh, well, take a look at their conversation from yesterday. It's fascinating. Pittsburgh. It's not just the bomber. <clears throat> there was another hate-filled criminal just last week in Kentucky. Another white man, history of violence. Mm-hmm. custody mm-hmm. for shooting and killing two African-Americans at a grocery store, Kroger's. But what he tried mm. to do was barge into a predominantly black church. He failed. And then he picked a secondary target. He's being investigated for hate crimes. Don Lemon is here right now. We barely had time to cover it because we were distracted by another extremist mm. that was doing bad things in the name of hate. Yeah. And then now another one. Yeah. And you have all of them in a row. And, one. you know, we talked, so we messaged many. about this a little bit this weekend. Yeah. I keep oh, trying to did. point out to people yeah. not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity. Right, except but for But we white keep people. thinking that except the biggest terror men. threat is something else. Right. Some, some, some people who are marching, you know, towards the border, like it's mm-hmm. imminent. And when mm-hmm. the last time they did this, a couple hundred people came and they, you know, mm-hmm. most of them did get into the country. Most of them tired, mm-hmm. you know, got tuckered out before they even made tuckered it to the border. Oh. Um, so mm-hmm. we have to stop demonizing people and well, except for white realize people, the biggest course, terror threat in this continue to country do that. Mm-hmm. Is, is white men, white most men. of them radicalized right, uh, to the right. Yeah, <laughs> most of them radica- radicalized to the right. Them. There is no amazing, travel man. ban on them. There, there is no be. ban on, you know, they have the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. Uh-huh. So what do we do right. about that? Well, we put a ban so, on and, white guys, and, right? Is that what we do, Don? Maurice Stollard is the name, and Vicki Jones, and they have been lost in all of this, two people who were killed on Wednesday that you talked about. They have been Mm -hmm. lost about this, and I know that people feel that this story Mm -hmm. has not gotten enough coverage, and we will honor them tonight in our program. But go on, Chris, sorry. Good. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it in the closing. You're making the right point. You're covering the right story, and I appreciate you for that. All right. Me too. Me too. The right point is that white people are dangerous, white men in particular. The point is that an entire race, take note here, there were no qualifiers given. He didn't say some white guys who were radical or extreme. He said the real terrorists 
are white men in this country. That's what he said. You can't get more generalized than that or more racist than that. How is that? Why is that okay? This guy still has his gig. That is pathetic. That is way beyond anything Megyn Kelly said. Way beyond. What Megyn Kelly said wasn't even racist. Megyn Kelly asked a question. She was wondering something. I guess you're not allowed to do that, but you can emphatically state that white men are bigger terrorists, the the biggest terror threat in this country. What? God, jeez. That is absolutely astounding. And will he be, uh, you know, will he experience any repercussions for that? No, of course not. Nope. In part because nobody expects anything of CNN. Well, that needs delimit. Nobody expects anything of CNN. They're they're you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be held to any kind of standard because frankly they don't have any standards. They'll put any kind of slop on on television. Uh, They'll give you any kind of crappy story that's not researched or well thought through. Um, As long as you are spewing white men hatred. And Donald Trump hatred, you're going to be perfectly fine at CNN. And they can all do it. I mean, everybody at CNN is fine with that. (laughs) That's not a tough standard to meet, quite (laughs) frankly. It might be a requirement, actually. Jeez. I mean, we have to stop demon. How many times do you say that? we got to stop demonizing people. Uh, But these white men, the biggest terrorists in this country, the biggest threat are these white men and we're not we're not banning them why aren't we banning them why aren't we restricting their travel white men why why haven't we rounded them up and put them on cracker island yet why <laughs> i want answers why have white men not been rounded up and taken to cracker island <laughs> it just i can't i, I can't take it and yet yeah. we have to every day. So wait a minute. I, I, maybe this is a stretch. Help me out here. If Don Lemon says we need to stop demonizing people, yet he mm-hmm. demonizes white men, mm-hmm. is he effectively saying that white men aren't people? Perhaps. Maybe that's uh, too yeah, deep maybe. for D. Lemon, but uh, yeah, it's uh, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Really amazing. I mean, just uh, you just. I guess you shouldn't be astounded anymore. <laughs> Because it happens every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, don't try to day. make sense of the world. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, the main object of their hatred, Donald Trump, was in Pittsburgh and uh, went to S- Squirrel Hill because that's where the shooting occurred at the synagogue. And there was a woman in in the neighborhood who took it upon herself to let the President of the United States know that he was not welcome there. Uh, So here she is yelling at him. He's clear down the street because obviously the Secret Service is not going to let people get up in the face of the President. But she's uh, letting everybody know how she feels about him. It's not about you! (laughs) Let the families grieve! This is our neighborhood! You are not welcome here! Hmm. Sorry. Are you? Okay, we well. We don't want him here. We don't want him on our streets. Uh-huh. 
you know. people that can't sit shiva because you're blocking our streets. <laughs> These people can't grieve. Mm. You're causing them pain. You're, but you're you're you not. You don't belong here. This is our neighborhood. Uh-huh. We welcome everybody here. <laughs> you are not Wait. welcome on my street. These are my neighbors that were killed. That's my favorite part. You are not welcome here. We welcome everybody. You're not welcome here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Good stuff right Did there. you just contradict yourself? Yeah, a little bit. Now, 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 if Trump doesn't show up, well, then he's callous and he doesn't oh, yeah. care. Right. <sighs> right. Mm. You are not welcome. <laughs> right, we must stop. No, I just want to you let you know. Understand that? I think so. Well, we, well, let me get this. You're saying you welcome everybody, but he's not welcome. Is do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. What, what, what are you missing here? <laughs> I don't exactly know. Right? No, I think I got it. It's not it's about not you. It's not about you. Ugh, yeah. It's not about you. This is all about me. Boy. And how obnoxious and ignorant I can be. Oh. You are not welcome here. We welcome everyone. We love everyone. But you are not welcome. We hate your guts. We love people who allow us to continue to slaughter babies. <laughs> the people would do anything to save the cave-dwelling Paiute trout, yeah. but fight hard to kill human babies. We love people who want the government to take money from hardworking Americans and give it to freeloaders. We love people who hate white people and don't want borders. It's not about you. It's about my obnoxious voice this early in the morning. Wow. There was a lot more in that <clears throat> soundbite yeah. than I previously remembered. It's a little bit longer. That's the extended version. <laughs> <laughs> That's only on the only available on the EP, okay. the extended play. Okay. <laughs> Boy, can you imagine her and Hillary in a shouting oh match with my. each other? Holy cow. Oh, lordy. <laughs> uh, what what was gratifying, though, was to see the comments underneath the video uh-huh. uh, from people in the area, especially, didn't appreciate her rantings and ravings. I mean, first of all, she wasn't making any sense. Everybody's welcome here, but you're not welcome here. Wait, what? Uh, and then, you know, just yelling and screaming and carrying on like that at a time that you know, should have been solemn That's a, and yeah. sensitive. There you go. She's yeah. not being solemn and sensitive and respectful to the victims. 888 added Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Andy. Uh, is the irony too big, too big to fully grasp for... Uh, is the irony too big, too to, grasp big for to fully grasp for late to the party Beto supporters? I see. Yes, okay. For Beto supporters, that it's taken millions of dollars to convince them to vote for a socialist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's ironic. That is too much irony. Don't you think? Too much irony to even put in a tweet, I think. Um, <laughs> Kristen uh, tweets, but does Chris Cuomo think D. Lemon has the body of a Greek god? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but Arlen Specter does. Sorry, tried to you that. make out with him on live television. Can't help but remember that time at the Senate bathhouse. Oh. Or John's laying uh, in the hot tub oh. when 
Senator John Thune came in, buck naked, with the body of a great god. Mm. His yeah. muscles yeah. glistening yeah. in the fluorescent lights no, of the bathhouse. Senator. We made love for Senator. the next 14 straight hours. Senator. Sweet, tender love. It's an attractive face I don't uh, to make on on no, that's national good. television. It's fun. Too. I like it. Yeah, it works really well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tyler from Mi- Misery tweets: uh, Pat with Keith's meteorolo- meteorolo- meteorologic meteorological talent. <laughs> All he needs is to poop his pants, and NBC might hire him. <laughs> Right. See, no, I'm not willing to do that. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. No, You're I'm good. Just, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, let me tell you about Brickhouse <laughs> Nutrition. It was created um, by a team of top physicians who got together and made Field of Greens, which is a fantastic product. I love it. It's where you're going to get nutrition if you're like me and you don't get a lot of vegetables in your diet. This is full of vegetables. One scoop of Field of Greens is a full serving of USDA organic fruits and vegetables. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. This is the way to go. Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. You'll get 15% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT for 15% off. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. One of Keith's friends sent him an email exchange <laughs> that he had with uh, with his uh, get out the vote group. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody's texting people now that yes. I mean they don't even I don't I don't think they even know if you're a registered voter. I don't think they know if you're a citizen. I don't think they know where you live. It's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, Beto's been text, texting people in Florida Stop. and elsewhere. Oh, gosh. Why would you? Of course, he's got a lot of money to burn, so maybe it doesn't matter to him that he's texting people who can't have any say in this election. Anyway, your friend Paul got this message. <laughs> Hi, Paul. This is Angie with N-C-E-T. N-C-E-T. I don't know what that stands for. But we're a nonprofit that provides resources to help everybody vote. This Halloween, the scariest costume is a non-voter. <laughs> Don't you think, Paul? <laughs> the election is the election is next Tuesday, November sixth. Do you have any questions about where or how to vote? <laughs> uh, so Paul writes, Angie, I'd have to disagree that the scariest Halloween costume is a non-voter. Clowns are at least as scary. It's true. And zombie clowns are way scarier. Oh, yeah. Now, a non-voter zombie clown, I might give you, however, (laughs) 
though anybody wearing a Halloween costume on November 6th would also be a little concerning. Uh-huh. <laughs> that person is probably unbalanced. Stay away from them. <laughs> so Paul's just having a little fun with oh, Angie. Oh, yeah. That's Paul. From NSET. Uh, Angie tweets back. Or texts Texts back. Uh-huh. You make some good points. <laughs> Actually, she said, you make some good pints. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he maybe. does. Uh, I don't know. No, he doesn't drink. Is he a brewer? No, he doesn't no? drink at okay. all. Huh. Uh, she says, I hope that means you're all ready to vote. Can we count on you to be a voter in this year's election? <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, I think so. I don't really have... To re- I don't really have to research candidate- candidates or anything because I mostly write myself in for everything. Can I count on you to write me in too? <laughs> this is the start of my campaign. In hindsight, I definitely should have started earlier. <laughs> that's, that's funny business. <laughs> and that's Paul for you. Yeah, I think you can count on me to vote. Uh, I don't really have to research candidates or anything because I mostly just write myself in for everything. <laughs> Can I count on you to write me in, too? <laughs> and she, oh, and I asked him. So great. I said. She didn't respond. So did Angie respond? And he said, no. Nah. Nah. She ghosted me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, yes, the election is drawing nigh. And uh, meanwhile, uh, I hope you're not doing anything hateful. Um, I hope you didn't do anything hateful last night. That will damage any writing career you have coming up in the future for future elections. Uh, maybe you're writing yourself in this year as well. Uh, you'd be a better, I'm sure you'd be a better choice than many of the candidates on the ballot. Um, meanwhile, Al Roker has been slamming trolls who questioned why he dressed as a white character, especially after bashing Megan Kelly for. You know, supposedly doing something heinous uh, racially. Apparently, Al Roker dressed up as um, as Doc Brown from Back, Back to, the, to the Future. Future. Emmett Brown. Interesting. I thought that was verboten. So people were like, wait a minute. I thought you believed that to be racist. Didn't you just bash Megan Kelly for saying, you know, if you're honoring somebody, it might be okay? Huh. Uh, so Roker tweet, tweeted out, uh, I'm going to say this one last time, Uh-oh. but the folks who get it understand and the ones who don't won't. I can be Doc Brown and I wear the outfit and wig and not change my skin color. If you're white, you could be President Obama if you want. Just don't color your skin. Oh, Oh, okay. okay. Very well. Thank you for that clarification. So, so, so King of Halloween. So, so just so we know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, according to the weatherman. Yeah. Um, yes. If you're if you're black, you, you can, can dress as a white, as a white, white person as long as you don't paint your face. Okay. So. Okay. That's the standard. Set yes. By the weatherman at NBC. <laughs> right. Do we have any? It examples doesn't of, seem like yeah? every NBC employee. Follows that oh, line of thinking. What do you mean? However, do we have some examples, or are you just throwing this out as a hypothetical? No, well, we may. Um, do you recognize any of these people? Perhaps not, because they've been painted uh-huh. in a different colored face the than the one they have. Gentlemen, if you would please, yeah. of the NBC. Well, look. Okay, so there's there's uh, there's Al Roker dressed like Emmett Brown uh, from Back to the Future, but of course he didn't paint his face white because he's better than us. Um, who else we got a picture of from NBC dressed up? Oh, there, okay, there's that. Hoda uh, Kotby. Yeah, she's dressed up. With Blake uh, Shelton. A white She's bl- dressed as Blake Shelton. And I believe 
She's in whiteface. Uh-huh. Whoa! Then you got you would never know that's Lester Holt. Lester Holt goes from black to white via white face. Uh, not just white face, fat white face. Fat white face to look like Suzanne Boyle. That, that's insensitive on a whole wow. bunch of levels. So I think what hmm. we're going to hear, I'm sure, I'm sure, as early as this morning, the 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 weatherman at NBC <sighs> is going to call out his coworkers because he already called out yeah. one coworker for much much less egregious uh, comment. I'm sure he'll mention this as well because yeah. he set the standard. And he tells the truth, this guy, because you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. It's a guy who even mentioned that he pooped his pants at the White House on national television. You pooped um, in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. He, he pooped his pants. I don't know if you knew that. It's, it's, you pooped uh, in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Yeah. He pooped his pants. Al Roker pooped his pants. Boy, you believe he that? is an expert on so many things that <laughs> those of us uh, listening uh, are not. Wow. So NBC employees... Not just talked about people who dress in blackface or whiteface. They actually did it. And NBC said last week, hey, we do not allow that. That's where we draw the line. That is zero tolerance. Well, except for the two employees that have already done that and we didn't do anything about it. Nobody even talked about it because nobody cared. Except for Lester Holt, who's our yeah, yeah, you know yeah. nightly news anchor. Yeah. Don't don't worry about that. That's like small potatoes. And, and Hoda Kotb, who co-hosts the NBC Today Show. And again, but I mean, you have to look what you had to do there. You had to mm-hmm. go to like the lowest rung employees at NBC <laughs> right. to make your point. <laughs> Why didn't you just talk about the custodial staff? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, some of the people who only make fifteen to twenty million a year do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They don't matter. Yep. These people, come on. I mean, look at you, cherry picking your examples, <laughs> weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so pathetic. Yeah. It ah, oh, it's uh, the frustration level is too high. There's no words in the English language to express the frustration we feel every day. Every day. Careful, I'm sensing you're trying to make sense of the world. Yeah, and and you can't stop. You just can't Mm-mm. until you see a story like this. And we talked about her a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it was Halloween last night, it's appropriate, I think, to bring her up again. Yeah, yeah, she did another. Interview. And and something has happened here that has changed the story. <clears throat> Amethyst Realm. Remember her? She's 30 years old. She is the woman who has slept with at least, at least 20 ghosts in her lifetime. Well, that's more than John May, I'll tell you that. Has he not slept with 20 ghosts? I'm thinking no. Now, he did say that the amount of living women he's slept with is sub-500. Quote, sub-500. <laughs> Which, we got a lot in common. <laughs> right? That's the same number as uh, I've slept with. He's one of us. Yeah, sub-500. Yes. Yeah, so. John Mayer. <laughs> well, I mean, we're like the same people. <laughs> we are. Man, we are together and yeah. as one uh-huh. in our sexual exploits. Uh, it's really kind of cool. Wait, you're not going to keep... I, I see you looking back at the story. You're not moving on to the story without singing that one line from Your Body is a Wonderland. And go. Your body is a wonderland. Thank you. All right. I can use my hands. 
That's good stuff. Yeah, oh, he's, just, he's a talented man. That's how you got the sub-500 women <laughs> right there. You're uh, saying you croon. You crooner, you. And the uh, and this this all comes up in the scope of speaking of John Mayer. Uh, in, in that he wants us... What was that lecture he gave at his uh, oh, he was drunk at his concert his a couple weeks ago? Yeah, he was saying... He, he took five minutes to say, like, women's bodies are off limits. Right, uh, right. When he sings, your body's wonderful. So it's a play thing to him. Come on, shut up. I mean, seriously. He called Jessica Simpson uh, sexual crack because he was so addicted to having sex with her. All right. Yeah. I mean, please. You, you do, but you don't look at women that way, right? And I, Is that what we're supposed to believe? And I would like to point out the way he told us that he slept with sub 500 women it was the dumbest thing he apparently blinked in an interview like he was a, a hostage somewhere and he didn't want to say it out loud so so the, the interviewer lady just kept saying is it a thousand blink blink if it's under a thousand blink if it's sub 500 and that's when he finally started to blink i mean it's just, i uh, 2018 can you end unbelievable so amethyst is uh yeah, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the big news okay uh, for any ghosts who were planning to, you know, try to get with her. Um, <laughs> she's off the market now. She's off Whoa. the ghost sex market. She's off the ghost yeah, sex market. Yeah, remember she said that she thinks, she thought she had found the one, the one, when she went on her trip to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she met this fabulous ghost who was really good in bed. And uh, <laughs> Okay, Amethyst. He came back There's to the something States. Something else happening there, but he, go ahead. He came back to England with her, and uh, they, I guess they've been happy ever since. Yeah. Um, wow. She was uh, taking a walk when the ghost approached her, and they've been in love ever since. She says, "I want to marry and have a baby with a ghost." Uh, Realm said she consummated the engagement by sleeping with the ghost in an airplane restroom. So she got the mile high thing. She did that whole deal <laughs> with the ghost. Got that done. Uh, wow. You know, so she's happy now and she's wow. off the ghost sex market. I mean, I don't know how you deal how with that if you're a ghost. Crushed. Well, hold on. A lot. There, a look, lot. There's a lot of issues with this story. Mm. But there's one I think you might be glossing over. Why does a ghost need to hitch a ride on an airplane? Yeah, I don't know. Can a ghost just, you know, show up? Poof. You would think so. And just be waiting for her back in bed in England? It's a good question. When she gets back from Australia. That's a. Mm-hmm. That poor woman is um, a little messed up. Yeah, and the great, great question down the hall. I, I think it was Rob asking, um, "What's the TSA screening like for a ghost?" I mean, he had to get on the airplane. How did, did he mm-hmm. go through security? How does that work? These are all good questions that uh, I don't have answers to. Where do you think that they're, they're registered for their for their wedding for their bridal registry? Like, where can well, we I, buy them? And what would you buy a ghost? couple i hope she'll share that with us very soon huh. but the wedding announcement has not yet happened and i i don't know that they'll even be wed this is a uh you know this is a hip modern couple they don't need a piece of paper to consummate their love they've already done that at thirty-seven thousand feet <clears throat> in a in a restroom I so mean, that's i mean obviously this was this was this was a, a fairy tale mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. yeah so I, I don't even know that they'll they'll get married this you know they've got their got everything they need i think with the two of them uh yeah right now sounds like they don't but all right <laughs> i mean she's definitely missing something upstairs my goodness but look she's happy wow how hateful of you to say that 
How hateful that was. Yeah, what? Who are you to say that something's missing upstairs? Oh, oh, oh definitely. Wow. Definitely. The, the ghost wow. has more going on upstairs than she does. Huh. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. Um, all right, so we got Halloween behind us. I don't know about you, but I practically ate myself into a coma yesterday. <laughs> it was a bad day food-wise. Um, but there is something you could do to prepare yourself for the holidays coming up, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's. It's called Riduzone, and it can definitely help. Riduzone can help you lose weight and keep it off. It is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took they took the OEA molecule out of olive oil. Um, olive oil is a really, I mean, that is really good stuff. It's why so many um, restaurants use it instead of, you know, they'll bring the, the bread to your table at, at an Italian restaurant, and then they'll bring you the olive oil. Way better for you than, than the butter, but... Um, so the OEA boost can boost your metabolism, reduce your appetite, and so for about a dollar thirty nine a day, Riduzone can help you get through the holidays. Help jumpstart a new you for two thousand nineteen. Order it today at Riduzone.com. That's R I D U Z O N E dot com. Enter the promo code Pat and you'll get thirty percent off a three month supply. Riduzone.com promo code Pat for thirty percent off a three month supply. Riduzone.com. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Smallmouth Bass Kurt uh, tweets out: Is it Lumber Sexual Day with the flannel? <laughs> What's wrong? Hey, I like flannel too. Well, then, then wear it today. I mean, there you go. It's, uh, I mean, it, is this, it finally cooled down flannel. here, and, you know, we can wear yeah. long sleeves and stuff. I mean, that rarely happens. you got to take advantage of it yeah, when it happens here. Literally, you need no more than four long sleeve shirts to live in Texas. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen X or Kim, no wonder Al Roker pooped his pants. He's full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I see what see you what did, there. did there. Yeah. See there? Mm-hmm. Um, people actually named their baby after uh, KFC's Colonel Sanders. For eleven thousand dollars, they named it Glenn Beck. <laughs> no, they <laughs> actually named it Harlan. Oh boy! Uh, choosing a baby name, you know, it's probably the first major decision a parent makes for their child. Usually involves careful consideration, going through a bunch of baby books. This <laughs> was a little different. There was some money uh, driving this decision. Uh, I didn't even know about this deal from uh, KFC in August. The Southern Chicken Chain offered its followers an opportunity to win its Baby Harland naming contest for a grand prize of $11,000 towards college tuition. Uh, 11 herbs and spices, you think? Is that right? Get it? Yeah. $1,000 for (laughs) every herb and spice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To enter, parents had to name their son or daughter Harland and only qualified if the baby was born on September 9th, which is the colonel's birthday. September 9th. 1890 is when the colonel was born. Yeah, because he he founded KFC K- Kentucky Fried Chicken at the time when he was 55 or 60 he was or up something. There, right? Yeah, yeah. He, like, yeah. Uh, he was so, retired, it seemed. I don't know. Find out. On uh, so on Tuesday, KFC shared a photo of the adorable little girl. She's very that cute. Won the co- contest. Uh, parents didn't name her the colonel. She was named Harland though, after founder. 
Harlan Sanders. And it's Harlan Rose, which I think works really well. Yeah, that's, I that's like not, that name. That's actually. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And she is a cutie. Wow. Yeah. So she was uh, going on two months old now and mm-hmm. uh, $11,000 richer are why her not, parents. Why not like chicken for life, you know? Which that would be appropriate too. Uh, and $11,000 isn't all that much money. Because to do something uh, that's going to last a lifetime, you know, that's a that's a pretty big move. And I think it's worth like $111,000. Hmm. Cheapskates. Yeah, right? I mean, cheapskates. I thought that was a little bit weak for a it is know, national weak. company. Yeah, it is kind of weak. I mean, come uh, to think of it. Uh, hmm. I'm a little pissed off right now. You know what? <laughs> Change the birth certificate. <laughs> and you know what? They're not as good as uh, Chick-fil-A anyway. So okay, that is a fair point. Put that in your pipe. Yeah, but you don't want to name your daughter Truett after Truett Cathy, the uh, founder of Chick-fil-A. Wow. Right? You There's another indication of your nerdiness that you knew the founder of Chick-fil-A? I'm born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, where wow. it began, and I also have an uncle Truett, so it's easy to remember. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's Impressive. A s- southern thing. I Congratulations guess. on that. Truitt. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to tell you more about uh, the Kanye West developments. Now you know that he broke supposedly, sort of, with the president, and uh, he said he's been used. There's an update on that. Hmm. Uh, and we'll t- we'll tell you what that is coming up. Also, it looks like Megan Kelly's character is taken out of the Roger Ailes movie. <laughs> Jeez. What in the? I mean, I just nuts. How dare you ask a question? Um, <laughs> that'll learn her some manners, I think. Right. Also, a new study that says Christmas music can be harmful to your mental health. <laughs> and that and more coming up. <laughs> Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Football season is here. And more on trivia. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 933.93. And it's uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I was kind of wondering, uh, because it seems to me it's pretty recent. When did cultural appropriation become a thing? When did this start? This was not a thing, I don't think, 10 years ago. I think the last couple of years. That's the first time I've heard of it. But it's probably been swimming around... You know, college campuses forever. It's an unbelievable. It's it's an unbelievable force right now for something that just popped up that nobody'd ever heard of. How did it become such a significant taboo so quickly? Yeah, uh, it's it's really pretty amazing, and and yes, it's all driven um, by our university uh, industry by America's. Uh, university system and I, I i just it's gotta stop it just getting worse every single year 
I mean, it was kind of a joke the first year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I mean, people just started taking it so seriously. And by the third year, maybe it's been five years, six years, and now people are losing their job because of it. It's just bizarre. Uh, Jonathan Turley wrote a great article uh, that cultural appropriation has become a common term on campuses. And it's getting broader meaning, meaning with every passing year. In Utah, a high school student was denounced for wearing a Chinese dress to her prom. That's right. White students wearing hoop earrings or dreadlocks have been denounced. While there have been protests over serving sushi at Oberlin College, holding yoga classes at the University of Ottawa, or having a Mexican food night at Clemson. Uh, The reason behind such limitless forms, he writes, of cultural appropriation is its limitless meaning. It can mean pretty much anything you want. Fordham University law professor Susan Scafidi has defined the term as encompassing the, quote, authorized use of another's culture, dance, dress, music, language, folklore, cuisine, traditional medicine, religious symbols, and more, unquote. (laughs) So you can't use anybody else's dance. You so I I can't dance like any other culture. Is there an American dance? I guess maybe the jitterbug was American. <laughs> can I only jitterbug? No, you can Charleston too. Uh okay, so you can't dress like another culture. You can't listen to the music of another culture? Wow. Okay. Like if I'm a white person, I can't listen to rap music? No. I mean, I don't want to, but I if I did like it. Well, why don't you want to, hater? <laughs> Tell us. And that's the other side of the equation. Then you're racist if you don't <laughs> want to listen to right? it. Uh, their ah! language, so you can't speak their language. Uh, you can't talk about their folklore. You can't eat their cuisine. Their yes. traditional medicine. So if I, if there was a cure, let's say from the Cherokee Indian tribe, I couldn't use that to cure whatever disease I had. No, well, you're white, so we don't want to save you anyhow. So, Jonathan Turley writes, that makes Halloween a nightmarish orgy of cultural appropriation. Colleges and universities now post warnings not to dress as Native Americans, oh, geishas, samurai, or other images. Syracuse University even threatened a few years ago to have its campus police force students to remove offensive costumes. <laughs> An article by Sachi Ferris explored her struggle with her young daughter who wanted to dress like Moana or Elsa last year. You might remember this. We talked about it last year. She wrote, you know, I had some reservations regarding both costume choices and about cultural appropriation, noting the power and privilege carried by whiteness and the standards of beauty that go along with it. (laughs) Elsa did not reflect cultural appropriation, but rather discomfort over how her character sends the message that you have to be a certain way to look beautiful or to be a princess and that you have to have blonde hair and blue eyes. Ferris disliked that message. Moana, on the other hand, was portrayed as a perfect nightmare for a white girl to adopt since she told her daughter she is white like Elsa, but she doesn't want her to dress like Elsa either because Elsa implies that you have to look a certain way to be beautiful. <clears throat> so you can't be white, yeah. and you can't be not white. Yep. She instead encouraged her daughter 
I like this. Okay. This is brilliant. Here what a go. great solution. What do we got? To be Mickey Mouse. Whoa. Because this way she would not be making fun of anyone or dressing up as a culture different from our own. Because Mickey Mouse is a pretend mouse. Yeah. Unlike Elsa, who's a pretend princess. Yeah, but Mick, Mickey's Mo- a- Moana too, by the way. Pretend. Okay. Was there actually a Moana? No. I mean, come on. Um, wow. Is it, I mean that is that that borders on madness. Yeah. Yeah. It's madness. No, I, I, you've said it. I don't think it's bordering. It's anymore. not bordering. You're way We're over there. the border. We're there. I mean, she didn't cross the border. The border crossed her, I guess, and and now, but she's just there. She's just in the land of insanity. Yep. If, you know, you got your daughter struggling with, I, I can't choose between Moana or Elsa, and you tell her neither, because how do you get this? That the power and privilege carried by whiteness means that um, you have to look a certain way to be beautiful. No, she's just pretending to be Elsa. Why do you have to make it such a tortured twisted, psychotic event. And, and there's just a survey that came out that said Generation Z, mm. ages 15 to 21, are the most um, stressed out, uh, mentally disturbed. Of course kids. they are. Here you go. This is why. This is why. <laughs> because this is, why. this is where they're growing up. I, I, oh, boy. <clears throat> Seriously, in a couple of years, we won't be able to do Halloween at all. <laughs> you just won't be able to do it because you're going to be offending too many people. And, you know... We had the, uh, I forget who did the video. Um, was it Prager University that went out as the Mexican? Yeah. yeah. He, he dressed in a sombrero, sombrero and he had uh, like a capo on, and he went out and asked students if if it was cultural appropriation, if they were offended. They all were. All of them were, were except for the Mexican student. Uh, he was not. And then they, he went to a Mexican area, and none of them, not one of them was offended by what he was wearing. They liked it. Why? Because they knew he didn't mean any disrespect by it. And, you know, you know, it's just a stupid hat. Why would you be pissed about that? You, you made that point about Halloween. We're, not, we're not going to be able to do Halloween anymore. And you're absolutely right. But no, we're going to have Halloween still. And it may still be called Halloween, but it's going to be trick or treat. And they're just going to be standing there wearing normal clothes. Yeah. Not going to have any kind of... Uh, any kind of uh, costume on or anything like that. And yeah. then 100 years from now, our grandkids will be telling their kids, yeah, I think they used to wear costumes or dress up something. They used mm-hmm. to do something like that on Halloween. Now it's just knock, knock. Where's yep. my candy? Yep. <laughs> and people wonder why you even do it. I mean, it used to be the the fallback position was, okay, well, if I can't dress as anything else, I'll just be a hobo. I'll paint a beard on. Whoa. I'll wear something. I'll, you know, we'll put a back. A sack on on my back, and and I'll look like a hobo. Well, that is offensive. Yeah, to hobos, homeless people. (laughs) How many homeless people are in the neighborhood or answering the door at a home? They're homeless. They don't have a home to be offended by people showing up at. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. Now, if you're going downtown under a bridge or something. If you're if you're going to a place where homeless are gathered, uh, Seattle comes to mind. Mm-hmm. San Francisco comes to mind. Oh, okay. You know, if you're going to the poop laden streets of San Francisco, mm. dressed as a hobo to mock them, okay, that's a problem. <laughs> Don't do that. Right. If you're dressing up as a hobo for Halloween, so what? Move on. I just come on. Can we get a grip on ourselves? Uh. 
before we completely spiral into the abyss? Oh, it'd really be nice. It's happened. <sighs> Meanwhile, you know, last week Kanye West was psychotic. He was mentally dis- disturbed. <laughs> it's perfectly fine now. He's he's oh. great. Yeah, he's great now because okay. he's he's come to his senses now because so, he so broke n- with the president. Okay. Actually, he announced he's distancing himself from politics. He actually mentioned that he didn't say anything about Trump. So he did make it clear that Donald Trump wasn't uh, the object of his tweets. He's getting out of politics altogether. And he was being used, he said, by the Blexit movement, Mm. which is the black exit from the Democratic Party. Gotcha. But I'm sure that Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo will now, uh, well, Don said it himself yesterday. He doesn't want to make fun of of, uh, yeah. of Kanye anymore. Gonna no, he didn't have any problem making fun of him last week and telling everybody that he's mentally ill. But now he won't be doing that. So wait, it's going to be tough. If Kanye is getting out of politics, it's going to be tough for him to run for president in 2024. Oh, yeah, that is going to be difficult. So <laughs> might want to recalculate that comment. Uh, also, this is good news. Our brain, uh, our brain implants used to treat Parkinson's disease and depression, those can be hacked and used to spy oh. on. They can spy on your memories. They can uh, control your memories. Good, according to scientists in a new report. Oh, this is going to be good. I actually, I don't think I knew they were doing brain implants for Parkinson's disease. Hmm. An analysis of the implantable pulse generators or neurostimulators being used to treat people with these disorders showed they're potentially vulnerable to brain jackers. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a word I need to remember. The devices are planted in patients' brains so doctors can help treat movement and neuropsychiatric disorders by okay. remotely sending electrical pulses to stimulate parts of, the, of their gray matter. But if the wires... If the wireless connection is not secure, cyber attackers could access a patient's personal data. They could tamper with their device or even seize control of their in, uh, of their brain. Wow, brain jackers, right? Wow, they could seize control of their brain for extortion purposes. Huh. Well, keep reading. There's some more fun stuff in there. There have been no unknown attacks on the brain gadgets so far, uh, but they caution the technology will only become more ubiquitous and powerful. Okay. Within five years, scientists expect expect to be able to electronically record the brain signals that build memories and then enhance or even rewrite them oh. before they put them back in the brain. A decade from now... The first commercial memory-boosting implants could appear on the market. And within 20 years or so, the technology could be so advanced okay. that it would allow for extensive control over memories. Alrighty then. You could give them memories they don't have or oh. take away me- memories they do. Jeffy was thin. <sighs> no, that's not possible. No, it's a, we're, yeah, we're some implanting memories. Ridiculous. That things that never happened. talking about you know, a thousand years in the future. He's going to think that there was a time. Let, it, let him live there. In the future, attackers could use the devices to manipulate people in mass or to plant or erase memories of a political event. That's pretty scary. This isn't going to end well. Yeah, man. Ah, boy. Yeah, oh, golly. So look out for that. That's a story to save. I need this one. Okay. I'll be referencing that. this uh, All right. forever. There's also some interesting... Uh, Headlines here, robots are serving spicy soup Ugh, at hotspot restaurants. 
dumb. All right. Oh. Serving spicy soup. So we got robots serving people at a restaurant. This is in uh, Beijing. Okay. The world's first humanless warehouse is run only by robots, and it's a model for our future. Uh, can they unionize? Uh, that's, in, that's in Tokyo. Okay. Not yet, but they will Good. be able to. Keep this all over in Asia. That's great. Okay. And uh, more robots are going to hit the aisles at Schnucks grocery stores Schnucks. in the St. Louis area. Schnucks. Okay. Never, I've never heard of that chain. That's wow. So they're roaming the aisles, like pulling stuff off of shelves and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is, they're uh, aisle scanning retail inventory robots, oh, known okay. as Tally, soon be wheeling around in a growing number of locations. Wow. Wait, hold on. The robot, which moves around on a Roomba-looking device, <laughs> uses cameras and sensors to perform inventory checks and alert employees when an item needs restocking. Or if price tags don't match advertisements. Hmm. That's a good job for a robot, actually. No human wants to do that. I want one to run me over so I can sue. That that will be happening. Yep. You know that's going to be happening. So Schnucks plans to roll tally out at four more stores in the next month. Well, good for them. Schnucks. All right. So you got robots taking over at grocery stores that's and good. restaurants, warehouses. Good. Ubiquitous robots. What Wait. could possibly go wrong? Well, I mean, just... Nothing. We, we need a robot union. We need robot representation. Um, robot. Oh, in, in the EU, they're already talking about robot representation. Robot rights activists? Yep. There's going to be a Bill of Rights for robots. Mark my words. There will be a Bill of Rights for robots. 888 and you might not hear about any of it if your ears aren't clean, you know? <laughs> and they're all jammed up with earwax and stuff. <laughs> stuff you won't know when the apocalypse if well when the four horsemen of the apocalypse are galloping through through town you won't hear that clippity clop of their yeah. of their hooves you probably smell the poo though unless unless huh. oh you use wax rx and go to use you gotta hear them coming yeah it's a doctor developed system that uses special wax softening drops breaks down all that stuff inside your ear then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure. Then there's the pH-conditioned formula that rinses and soothes your ears. And so this is a great system. Doctor, it's like what the doctors would do, just for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable ear wash system today. Use the offer code RADIO and you'll get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com you are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's just it's relentless at CNN. Uh, their little bottom third mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Trump stokes fears over immigrants ahead of election. Oh jeez, I mean that's a fun game to play with with the sound mm-hmm. down in here mm-hmm. with CNN on. You just look up any random time, Always and it's going to be a negative Trump. Always banner. spun badly. Uh, just incredible. Uh, tomorrow we'll get our mind off it in the second hour with uh, more on trivia.
more on trivia. Right. Falcons and Redskins. Okay. Uh, Probably playing at another empty stadium. The NFL stadium is kind of running on empty this year. At the Rams-Packers game, did you see that? Did you watch any of the Rams-Packers game? Watched a lot of it, yes. Almost almost the whole stadium was filled with Packers fans. It was so loud. Packers fans were, yeah, Packers fans were loud. Uh, The Packers fans jammed into that place and... Uh, I it's a pretty amazing showing for that, Green Bay fans in Los Angeles. That's embarrassing for a seven and O team, big time, to have the home team yep. feel like the visitors in that game. <laughs> yep, that was something else. I mean, it's not just the NFL though. I mean, it's happening in college football too. Are then what's Nebraska? Are they still selling out even though they're one and oh. six or one and seven, whatever yeah, they are? They've been selling out. They're uh, still since sold 1962, out. 1962, and that's still the game. case this year. Yeah, and they that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's a great fan base. Been a little disappointed in Cougar fans uh, this weekend. They were playing a pretty good team, Northern Northern Illinois. There were fifty one thousand people there in oh. a stadium that seats sixty five. So it's a third empty. Almost, hmm. and and when when I used to go to the games in the eighties, they were always packed every weekend. They were good. Yes, I mean yes. There's a couple factors. Um, they've, they've they've had two really crappy seasons in a row now. Um, plus, every game is televised now, and I just I, I prefer I prefer to watch it on TV. <clears throat> so I don't know if that's. Yeah. But look at look at some of the uh, look at this stadium, the Rams. And is this the one for the Packers? Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the Green Bay fans in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing L.A. Rams colors. You're seeing Green Bay Packer colors. Yeah, one guy's lost wearing a Cowboys jersey. Yeah, he's like, uh. I thought the Cowboys uh, were here today. Uh, where's Ro- Tony Romo? <laughs> it's in the broadcast booth there, my friend. Um, so they're trying to make this out as if it's, I guess, the uh, kneeling situation. But I don't even see that as an issue now. Nobody's even talking about that anymore, right? They've kind of avoided that problem by not showing the national anthem mm-hmm. for the games. And I, I don't know that many players are doing it. They're certainly not being discussed if they are. So um, I'm not sure what the issue is. Stu actually says that the attendance isn't down that much. Was that viewership or was that attendance? Yeah, viewership is far. Okay. I, I think is what he's talking about. But it does seem that the stadiums aren't exactly full. Well, I mean, the ticket prices are insane. That is true. And I'm I I watch these ticket resale sites like a hawk when I want to go to a game. And since I'm cheap, mm-hmm. I wait until the last possible moment when the sellers become desperate because I'm not paying ridiculous amounts of money yeah. to sit in a chair for three hours. Yeah, it could be really. I mean, you know, four hundred dollars a seat. Travel down or there. Or more sometimes. Food, parking. Yeah, and if you want a good seat, you're going to pay a ton. And if you want to take your kids, you're going to have to multiply that ticket. It could, it could be fifteen hundred bucks to take the family to a game. And that's going to be a hard pass when I can sit at home in a climate controlled house. Yes. And pause the game if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Come on. I mean, I, I loved when I used to go when I lived there. Um, I loved the atmosphere it's really fun to go down and tailgate plus those games were all early afternoon late morning early afternoon they almost never did a night game so that's changed too because every game's now on espn and they dictate the game time uh so that changes things but man it says a lot about a fan base when they're one in six and sold out in an eighty thousand seat stadium 
What is Huskers Stadium seat? Gosh, is it like now 80? it's not, oh 90. Boy, hang on. They keep adding to it. Uh, I think it's 90. Yeah, hang Jeez. on. Hang on. That's impressive. That's hey, seriously 91 585. Plus, I had some uh, friends that went to the game in Lincoln uh, when we played two years ago. Mm-hmm. And BYU won, beat you. Uh, yeah, we're well, uh, well aware of this. Yeah. Well, Hail Mary got it. Uh, but the fans treated them really well. Yeah. They were wearing, you know, blue. They're wearing Cougar attire. Mm-hmm. And everybody was telling them what a good, good game they played. And you got a good team this year and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. really good sportsmanship. Yeah, when we had a uh, long, long mm. winning streak, uh, 93-ish, I don't know. Washington Huskies came into town and beat us and... Uh, the Husker fans gave them a standing ovation as Washington left the field. That's, mm. I mean, that's what they do. It's amazing. And they're yeah. very knowledgeable. It's, it's the amazing. greatest fan base in the world. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Clawanda, uh, Clawando1213 tweets, will ghost love be included in the LGBT quilt bag movement? <laughs> oh, we got to be inclusive. We need to look into that, don't we? Yes. Uh, I mean, yes, you're right. We want to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, conservatarian lady tweets, ghost couples register at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I imagine sheets are a premium in that relationship. <laughs> That's cute. And yeah, Beyond and the mm-hmm. sheets. You got yeah. multiple puns working in that tweet. Michael Starry tweets, Amethyst and her ghost fiancé have to be registered with Casper Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Boom! <laughs> Booyah! <clears throat> also... Speaking of what to get that couple in your life or that person in your life mm-hmm. or anybody anywhere, not even in your life, get them one of these. Uh, some Pat Gray paraphernalia, some Pat Gray merchandise, shop.theblaze.com. You're going to find, I don't have my mug cool in here, stuff. but do we have the picture? Can we oh. put up the, the shoptheblaze.com page? Uh, we got the Pat Gray Unleashed coffee cup, or for me, it would be the hot chocolate mug. Um, the Pack Grand Leash t-shirt, the sweatshirts, also the hats, and they are, I mean, they are priced Did you say to hats, sell. Hats? I said hats. Keith, do you, do you have an example of a hat, perhaps? No. No? But I want one. Um, okay, and this is, oh, these, that is a handsome shirt. Tell me that's not a handsome shirt. Look at that. Look at that! It's beautiful. Wait, did you say something about hats? I did, yeah. You keep asking me that, and I've yeah. already told you. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. Because okay. I would love to model one. <laughs> Are you for, saying that you have an audience? issue about hats? I'm Is waiting for what? them to bring me a hat that I could model on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at that thing. Look at it. There's a picture of it on the Blaze TV. There it is. It's going to be on my head soon, hopefully. And I'm never going to take it off. I'm going to super glue it. It's the only thing you scalp. ever need to wear. You wear these to church, they're appropriate for any occasion. Uh, you know, black black tie affairs. Oh yes, whatever. Yes, yes. yeah. I do you a lot of these those. everywhere. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I mean, we're just watching Fox News right now. Interview some people at a diner about Trump. Uh-huh. 
They're all white. Of course they're all white. They're all white they're people. They're people Fox News are going to talk to. Whiteys. Whitey McWhiteface. Seriously. So, uh, he's talking to some old guy now uh-huh. who's white. He's all tatted up with white tattoos. Uh-huh. Probably a, yeah. white supremacist tattoos, uh-huh. I would assume. You know what? He's at Mel's Diner in Fort Myers, Florida, with a bunch of stinking white people. There's and they're n- white. There's not There's not a colored person in the whole <laughs> restaurant. What? What is the name of this place? Right. Mel's White Diner? Mel's Whitey Palace? Is that what that is? <laughs> Mel's Whitey Palace. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm a little offended that there's so many white people on a channel. Why don't we have a parental lock on this channel? We should. I cannot take yeah. all of the whiteness that is in front of me. Just I can't throw stand it in my face. White people. You know who white. the terrorists are. They're all terrorists. White. These white people. Mm-hmm. Heard that from Don Don Lemon yesterday. White uh-huh. white people are terrorists. White men. That guy right there, mm-hmm. terrorist. You know, I'm a little upset. He's a for terrorist. This guy. He's a terrorist mm-hmm. threat. Look at him. You know what? Look at him. Yeah, I'm look. Just look at him. I With can't his even. close cropped haircut. You yes. know what they call those skinheads? <gasps> even though it's not skin, there is some hair there, but still, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not good to have like really short hair. You know, what I'm whitey. Um, another whitey causing trouble here. Uh huh. White woman who uh, called the police because she was, uh, I guess, afraid. Yeah, what, um, what's happening in this video? Can we see uh, this? This is, cra- this is crazy. This Caller. is like crazy. <clears throat> so she's calling this the another, cops. This is another white person calling the police on a black person because she says we're illegally. Because she's saying that we're illegally parked you right are. here. Come on, Maddie. Come on, please. You are. So this is her. It doesn't wow. give you go the home, right. Go home. Go home. Go back to your neighborhood. It go I'm back to your. Here. You're not from here. Not yeah. doing. If you calling about a car that's been parked less than five minutes across the crosswalk, you ain't from minutes. here. You an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Come on. What is she doing? So so the so car. The, the, the car black took up a little bit of the crosswalk. Hung over the crosswalk a little bit. And well, you can't walk around that, right? So she no. was just trapped. She was trapped there at the corner because the car hung She's over the like crosswalk a, a little bit. She can't walk any further because right. there's a car right there. She just kept walking into the car. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't know how to so go around. So she had to call police because she didn't know how to go around. There, there's so many <clears throat> things that, that are going on here, okay? Number one, I don't know her motivation, but the black chick who was talking was like, you know, mm. oh, look, another white person yeah. calling on the case. Yeah. Shut up. Please don't make everything about race. We don't know what's in her heart, okay? But number two, this young white woman um, who has been raised in this uber-sensitive culture is like, oh my gosh, there's a car hanging over. i got to call somebody about this. Not just somebody. She calls calls the police. But number three, if you notice, the white chick who makes the phone call is holding a bike helmet. Mm. That's the issue. Where's Jeffy in here to talk about bike riders? That's what it was. She got up to the crosswalk and she's like, oh my gosh. I can't ride my bike outside of the crosswalk. What am I going to do? That's what this whole mm. thing is. It's bicyclists. <laughs> Jeffy? It's interesting that we got to bicyclists there. Or as Jeffy would call them, bicyclists. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is interesting, too, because it's from a Democrat, Joe Donnelly, praising his minority staff. This is fun. <laughs> Watch Joe Donnelly. <laughs> U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly from Indiana praising his minority staff. We want everybody to have a chance in Indiana and in America. And my offices reflect that, both on the campaign side and on the Senate side. Our state director is Indian American, but he does an amazing job. (laughs) Our director of all constituent services, Uh, uh, she's African American. Yeah. 
but she does an even more incredible job than you could ever imagine. No. <laughs> an awkward couple of compliments there, Senator. So great. <laughs> Our state director is Indian American, but but he does an amazing job. I mean, I don't know how he pulls it off. He's Indian American, as right. I just said. Right. I mean, shocking. But and then, you know, our director of all constituent services. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's she? She's African-American. Okay, all right. But, but she does an even more incredible job than you could imagine. Because, I mean, I just said she's African-American. Uh, Can you imagine? But she does a good job. Senator, that's all your time. No, no, no. I got more. I mean, come on. That's incredible. I love that. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, they're, they're my minorities. But they do a good job anyway. <laughs> now, I know we say this until we want to vomit, okay? But if that is a Republican senator, oh get out of the race. <clears throat> yep. Just get out. So obviously you don't think that minorities normally do a good job. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Because they're they're minorities. Minor- I mean, yeah, but, that's it. But, but they but. still do a good job. I don't, I don't know how they pulled it off. Which, so, I mean, so. he seems to be stunned by that fact. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I got a great point to make. Listen, listen, my staff, they, they don't know I'm going to do this, okay? Look, we've got these minorities on staff, but but they're actually good people. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, some of them are clean, nice looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well-spoken. Storybook, I mean, that's man. A, that's a storybook. <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. Uh, and he probably gets backstage. He's like, hey, did you guys like that impromptu point I made about uh, Sally on staff and... Uh, uh, I don't know. What was the other yeah. guy's name? Um, I don't know. Anyway. That so, had to be fun. Yep. Had to be fun. That's a good. And they're like, Senator, what in the world? Do you know what you just said back there? Uh, yeah, I was praising him. Okay. Well, again, insulated Democrat. It's a crazy world. Um, and uh, it gets crazier every day. Just when you think things couldn't get any weirder, they do. Oh, no. Would-be actor uh, wanted to improve his career. Um, so, you know, what do you do? Take acting classes? Can he sing now? Um, no, he cut off his own arm so he could more easily pose as a war veteran. All right. Okay. Uh, and it's landed him a handful of small, modest parts. You think it didn't pay off? <clears throat> Apparently not. Not big, anyway. Todd Latourit told American broadcasters... Um, Let's see who's writing this story. This came from some international source, apparently, because no Americans wanted to write about this. He cut off he cut off and cauterized his right arm roughly 17 years ago while he was off his meds. Oh, he's bipolar? Yeah, he's bipolar. Okay. Uh, played most recently played Skell in season four, episode five of AMC's Better Call Saul. So, oh, he so, got a small part there. Wow, so that, that paid off. He's probably set for life now after doing that. He said, I severed my hand with a skill saw. <laughs> what in... You tried to that's do that, a, didn't you? Uh, just last weekend. Oh, that's cute. I, I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, you brought it home. Severed his hand with a skill saw. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is bizarre. Yeah. I'm but in this, in this environment that... You know, only people without limbs can play people without limbs. Yeah. On TV and movies. <laughs> Maybe it is a good career. It's move. almost like he saw the climate coming, uh, you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not Jeez. worth it. Uh, mm. But that's sad. He's he's bipolar, so that mm. kind of puts a different spin on it. 
He knows he's, he's not looking to be redeemed for what he's done, but instead hopes that his story will help those who might be struggling with mental illness understand the gravity of taking their medication. Good point. Yeah, so he's trying to make an important point here that, look, I was off my meds and I cut off my arm from my career. That's crazy. He knows that. So that's good. Um, good safety tip. Kids, don't cut off your arm uh, for acting purposes or, or your, for any other reason. Or your fingers for a radio you know? show. Unless it's riddled with gangrene and the doctor says we got to take the limb because otherwise it's going to kill you. But there might be, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here. Mm -hmm. There might be another way than a skill saw in your garage. Yeah, yeah. Where you would have to cauterize it yourself. You don't need to do that. There's actually a place where you could go and do that safely and Uh painlessly, actually. They'll put you under first. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have some uh, wounds cauterized uh, next week, actually. On my fingers. So you went to the doctor yesterday and yeah. to see if you needed surgery, but you yeah. don't? Doesn't look like I'm going to need surgery. Everything seems oh, to be good. going great. So I uh, get the stitches out next week, and then they get to, you know, seal them up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go out for acting roles. <laughs> so they, because we were worried yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were going to have to like grass, use skin parts, grass. other, like skin grafts, yeah, like yeah, take yeah. parts of your butt that and was put it concern. on your hands. Sorry? And, the, and then sew it to your hands, because then you'd be like Mr. Butt Hands. You were you are just begging for that nickname to come up. Mr. Butt Hands? Yeah, you're going to just mm-hmm. probably call me that anyway, aren't you? Probably. Okay. Mr. Butt Hands. Wait, you're kind of forcing it, aren't you? Not really. No. Not really, Mr. Butt Hands. See, but they're not going to have to graft my butt Onto my fingers. Well, but you went to check that if you'd have to be yeah. Mr. Butt Hands yesterday. Again, it's and, not uh, <laughs> the way it's going to play out now. So, but uh, it could have. It, it could, could have played out where we would call you Mr. Butt Hands, and so we might anyway. I don't know because <laughs> sure I kind of like it, Mr. <laughs> butt Hands, because he had to have <laughs> part of his butt, or at least they were thinking <laughs> about grafting part of his butt to his hands because he didn't have enough flesh left there. But they've said, hey, well, you got flesh on your butt, so they, what if we grafted it onto your hands? Then you'd be Mr. Butt Hands. Again, they never said anything. This was kind of just us noodling it out. I mean, it wasn't even in the realm of... Then the nitty-gritty dirt band could do a song about you. Mr. Butt Hands. Dance. I, I don't know why Mr. Butt Hands would dance, though. No, I'm just going to let you, you know. uh, have this one here. <laughs> Mr. Butt Hands. Wave. Yeah, I like that. He could wave. <laughs> <laughs> Not really impressive, like Mr. Bojangles dancing, but, you know, you got butt hands. What do you want to do with them? I mean, how many times have you said the phrase <laughs> butt hands in I this segment? Know, I don't know. I Let's go counted. for a record. I mean, this might be counted. radio. This might be history we're making right now. I'm sure we're already there, yes. If this was a Guinness record, we'd already have it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Vice President Pence says uh, we have more than 1,000 people. Attempting to come into our country every day. Wow. And my question to him is, so? <laughs> so what? What are you, are you what, a hate monger? Yeah, what is that? Are you a monger who mongers in hate? Mongers in hate. Hmm. Huh. He's mongering hatred is, against people from other places. Wait, is Mike Pence white? Yeah. yeah he oh, is. okay. Well, then, That's why. That's yep, why. we got it. That's yep. why he's mongering yeah, in his hatred. I get it. He said, the truth is we have more than 1,000 people attempting to come into our country every... Well, that's only 365,000 people a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the problem? <sighs> None. There's no problem there. So what? Yeah. The richest 
most prosperous nation on earth can afford to have 365,000 people a year. More than that. When there's billions of people on earth, what's an extra 365K every right. year? Right. You don't even notice it when there's 321 other million here. Uh, you don't even notice the 365,000. Kind of right they, they could live in the shadows if they wanted to. <clears throat> Never see them. Right. I don't understand what the problem is. Pence. Um, let's take a look at, at uh, him talking about this. Okay. It's not just a caravan. Yeah, this is an everyday occurrence. Well, first, let's recognize we have a crisis on our southern border. Mm, and while the, this migrant caravan that's coming north has been a source of great concern for millions of Americans, I hear it everywhere I go as I travel across the country. The, the truth is that we have more than 1,000 people attempt to come into our country illegally every day. And President Trump, from his, the, our campaign in 2016 to every day since, has been calling on the Congress and taking the action that's available to, to stem this tide of illegal immigration. And one of the things the president articulated on the campaign trail two years ago was that we, we want to look in, in, a, in a, the broadest way possible uh, about uh, at, at American law that may be used as a magnet to draw people into our country. Um, mm. Some of those loopholes are like catch and release. Some of those, some of those loopholes um, are, are in other categories. There are things that human traffickers actually use to entice vulnerable families to make the long and dangerous trip north up the peninsula, often at, at great risk to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, and, and frankly, birthright citizenship is a part of that. Fear-mongering. Yeah, listen to that hate. Mongering and fear. Yep. Trying to, uh, you know, rile up whiteies against uh, people of color it's despicable you know that's how it's all presented by uh, the mainstream media and every single democrat in office right now because we're not supposed to worry about the caravan of people we're not supposed to worry about the thousand people a day that's none of that's a problem to them it used to be it just isn't anymore i mean even people like harry reed who became one of the biggest extremists in Congress, he was probably the most extreme U.S. senator, uh, and uh, he didn't care about immigration. He once did. In fact, let, let me show you what he said about immigration in 1993. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, sub- about that? no sane country would do that, right? Really? Right. Guess again. Oh, okay. If you Wrong. break our laws yeah. by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, without permissions. we reward that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee of full access to all public and social services this society provides. Uh-huh. And that's a lot of services. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Is it any wonder that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country, county-run hospitals in Los Angeles are born to illegal alien mothers. Wow. Okay, so what happened? You know, there was a... They used to... Dianne Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. I mean, all the way up until about 2004, 2005. We're talking just like that. Yeah, and even more recently with uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, another one. Yes, a big, big difference uh, between then and now. And what changed them? Gee, I, what could possibly have changed their minds? Did they decide, wait a minute, why are we fighting this when all of these people, 
will probably be voting for us. They'll just vote Democrat. We're the closest thing they know. We're the closest to socialists that they know. They just came from a socialist country. They'll be voting for us as socialists. That hit them. And so that's when they made the change. Uh, 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let me tell you about Home Title Lock, our sponsor for this portion of Pat Gray Unleashed. Hopefully you caught Glenn's program about title fraud where the retired FBI agent from Home Title Lock showed Glenn how easy it was to steal his home title. Um, Home title fraud is exploding. My home's title, yours too, they're online right now. And any thief can just download your home's title, forge your name off of it, and transfer it. And they've showed us. They showed Glenn. They showed me. takes about 15 minutes, and they own your home. Then they can go to another bank and take out an equity loan, uh, uh, with your with your information, then you get stuck with the bill and they get the money. Um, they don't even they're not even necessarily care they don't care much about having your home. They just want to take out the loan against it. So if you own a home or if you own rentals or maybe you have elderly parents, get home title lock for them. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and when they detect any sinister activity, they shut it down. Your home's title could already be compromised. Find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com and you'll get a free title scan and report. It's a $100 value for free. Get this peace of mind. I mean, I knew as soon as they did this, I had to have this. Because if there's even a chance somebody could do this, I I don't want to take that chance. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. So, real clear politics now shows 28 Republican seats and only two Democrat seats in the House in toss-up status. Mm. Oof. Mm. 28 to 2. Uh, with Democrats showing 205 seats likely or leaning Democrat and Republicans showing 200 likely or leaning Republican, those 30 seats will make or break the House for Republicans. That's a little nerve-wracking. Um, we'll, we're going to find out, you know, Tuesday, or maybe some of these races are going to be so close we won't find out till Wednesday or Thursday. But we're soon going to know. Five thirty-five is giving Republicans a thirteen point six percent chance of keeping the House. Oh boy! And Democrats have an eighty-six point four percent chance of winning it. Okay. <sighs> the House. Things look better in the in the Senate. Republicans show fifty seats likely, or Republican Democrats forty-four, and there's six toss-ups. They'll almost for sure keep keep control of the Senate. Yeah, because if least. it is fifty fifty, then you've got Mike Pence as the tiebreaker there right. for the Republicans. So that should be enough. Um, and the White House is concerned enough that they've launched a campaign for Republicans, and uh, President Trump's not even not even in it. Um, so take a look at this uh, midterm ad that, uh, that doesn't even feature Donald Trump. Another month of strong numbers, 223,000 net new jobs created in the month of May. When I look at the way things are, it reminds me how far we've come. These numbers, they are depressingly The economy is growing even more slowly than we thought. But things are starting to change. 
There's more opportunity and security to invest in the ones that matter. Look, we can't get distracted from the biggest issue, which are jobs and our kids' future. But this could all go away if we don't remember what we came from. And choose the right future. Because the future worth fighting for is not guaranteed. Every single person in that ad, white. No. White. Mm-hmm. What in the... I cannot take it. I was just, I was just about to compliment the ad, and then, then mm-hmm. it was pointed out to me. Every single person, white. White. <sighs> this is what they're saying. So... You know, I'm disgusted. Yeah. It's disgu- it is it disgusting. It was a persuasive ad until it's, you made yeah. that yeah, right? larger point. Right? That it, human point. It makes me vomit. I threw up a little bit in my throat. And then you not? spit the rest in the garbage can. <clears throat> yeah. It's gross, dude. So, uh, it could have, you know, they could have made something out of it. Yeah. But they, they chose not to by Wait, featuring all white people. Okay, but do you think that was an oversight or do you think they were just kind of rubbing no, it? I think they're rubbing it in. Look, we're seventy-seven percent of the people in this country. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna ignore everybody else. Plus, the only people who like us are whiteies. Yeah. So people hanging out at Mel's right? Diner on mm-hmm. Fox and Friends. Yep, that's right. Who's white. friends? White friends. White friends. Fox and their white friends. Mm-hmm. And everybody on Fox right now. White. Steve Ducey, mm-hmm. uh Ainsley Earhart, and <laughs> uh, uh, you know what's his face, Brian. Brian Kilmeade. Yeah. White. White. And oh, all of them. When, when they went to Mel's Diner, what color was the uh, reporter in the field? White. Okay. And who, what white color guy. were the people uh, he was discussing they were white. Uh, politics? White. They were definitely white people. All of them. Are you so despicable. Are you to finish the show? Despicable. Hardly. You seem shaken. I, I am. In fact, I'm probably going to have to change the subject because okay. it's just made me too sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a new study out that shows that uh, Christmas music is harmful to your mental health. Oh, I agree with this one. Yeah. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one, I'm sorry. Not Christmas music in general, but a Christmas song in general that uh, is harmful to my mental health. Absolutely. Uh, what Christmas song do you uh, That would be the Wham's Last Christmas. Which Last is, Christmas, I gov you my heart. That's the one. The very next day, you gov it away. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that bugs me about that song is that he says gov instead of gave. Wow. Check it out this year. when you See if you, I'm not correct. And then... When you're done listening to that crappy tune, listen mm-hmm. to the great cover of that song by Jimmy Eat World, because it's awesome. It's just everything about Last Christmas, the song, the mm-hmm. music, like the instruments used, uh, well, George yeah. Michael I mean, It's, it's big time 80s sound, and Hate. the 80s sound does not hold up well in 2018. Nope. Nope. And the problem is my kids know how much I hate that song, mm-hmm. so they, they're sure to play it on repeat. Listen to the spin in this article, though. Not okay. be, not least because of the clangy harmonies and insipid lyrics Whoa. that make Christmas haters want to say bah humbug at every smiling passerby in a bobble hat. Wow. I mean, that's hateful. Wow. I, I love Christmas music. Maybe this is an attack on Christmas instead that, of the music. It seems like it. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. It ran out of waves. That they came up with a unique way to, to go after the holy holiday, and that's uh, go after now the music. Turns out that Christmas songs actually stop us from being able to focus on anything other than mince pies and mistletoe. According to psychologist Linda Blair, 
The girl in uh, The Exorcist? Yeah, She's yeah, not yeah. a very good source for this. Not right. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Blair? So this is what she did? She went from acting oh, look. into psychology? I mean, what'd you want her to do? She didn't get any more roles. <laughs> She's going to lop off her arm? Yeah, who's going to hire her after that? <laughs> She's going to lop off her arm. After her head spun around and she, she pea yeah. soup vomited everywhere. I mean, that's a talent that a lot of movies don't need. <laughs> so she was kind of in the bread line after anyway, that. Anyway, now Linda says, listening to Santa Claus is Coming to Town on repeat could actually have a negative effect on your brain. Yeah. I don't... We'll get into this. Uh, as it gets closer to Christmas, I'm going to save this story. Save we'll it. Share that with you again. 888 is the number to call tomorrow. And don't forget, more on trivia tomorrow. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.